This is the Tana Talks podcast, where we break all of the social media rules and we just keep it real. No filters, no Photoshop, just real people having real talks. I'm your host, Montana Duran. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. It is me, Montana. I am your host. And welcome into another week. I can't believe we're in the 20s now. And I'm literally so thankful for each and every one of you. It doesn't go unnoticed. I am constantly checking. I'm constantly in prayer for this podcast and for whoever's listening. Like, no matter where you are, what you're doing, where you're at in life, like, I hope you get something out of this. And it means so much when you reach out and tell me like I got something out of that. It it literally, you have no idea what that means to me. And I was scared for so long to do this. And then the constantly people reaching out and saying like, I needed to hear that, or it made me think of this project that I've been wanting to do. And so I started doing it. And that is what blows my mind because for so long I put this off and I never want to be taken this for granted because I'm so grateful for each and every one of you that make up this podcast and this podcast community because it means the absolute world to me and I I don't want to like ever not start this out that way so thank you guys I really mean it and like I do want to make this feel like more of a community give you guys the content that you want and what you want to talk about and who you want to have on here so I made an Instagram specifically for the podcast it's at Tana Talks Podcast so follow it Always send DMs, requests, anything. And you can also send in voicemails to the Anchor website, anchor.fm slash Montana Duran. So I just want to kind of jump right in because I had another internet interview this week. It was really cool because it was a girl and her name is Hannah. And it's so crazy because we kind of, we like went to the same school at one point and we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other. And now we're grownups ish and we met on the internet through a mutual friend and she just started a podcast as well and so it was just really cool to meet someone new and refreshing and have a really good conversation. I can tell that this is going to be the first of many times that we talk and she's on here because she's such a sweet girl and I can't wait for you guys to meet her later on in this podcast but I just wanted to kind of let you guys know that I'm thinking of you and I'm praying for you. I know this time of isolation has been wild. Like I finally saw a few people over the weekend because Georgia lifted the ban a little bit. So I was, I did a few things that I haven't been doing. And honestly, then it took so much out of me doing something social. And I know that there's certain situations and people that aren't, you know, in Georgia that have these freedoms back to them yet that are still in isolation and I'm sorry and I'm praying for you guys and I'm here for you like we're all in this together and that's where I find comfort knowing that we're literally all experiencing this and and I don't know if it's just me but but like literally I will have three four good days and then like three or four bad days it's just like comes in a wave and like a cycle and it's just really weird it's a weird time to be alive but I hope you guys are taking some time to really practice some self-care and really getting to know yourself, healing in ways that you need to, that you might be putting off, you know, or if you need to just sleep, like that's okay. If you need to just 
sometimes just waking up is enough and that's okay. And have grace for yourself when you have a good day, when you have a bad day. That's something that I've really been having to realize that I'm a human and I have a good days and I have bad days. And that's okay because sometimes I think we're way too hard on ourselves. And we're in a global pandemic, guys. You have to give yourself some grace. So I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. I always want this to be a safe space for people to come and be able to tell their stories and realize that your story has so much power. And I hate when people say, oh, I'm not that interesting. Oh, I don't have that much to offer. No, your story is yours and unique to you. That's why I'm fascinated by people and their stories and who they are and what they've been through because only you have been through that and only you can talk about those things. So Here's a conversation with me and a new friend, and I hope you guys enjoy it. You know, let me know what you're thinking. If you need someone to talk to, I'm always here. Send in your content ideas. Follow along. Um, We're going to have some exciting news, giveaways, and things of the sort coming up. So just be sure you're following so you can stay up to date on all the latest announcements. And here is Hannah. Okay, so we are having our first ever Zoom podcast, and we have a very special guest. Can you introduce yourself? Hello, world. My name is Hannah, and I am so, so honored to be on this podcast. Seriously, thank you so much, Tana, for having me. It means the absolute world to me. No, I'm thankful for you that we could get this scheduled. It's kind of weird. Like, I feel like I didn't know who you were, but like, I, I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh, you look familiar. I felt the same way when our friend posted a picture of you. I was like, how do I know her? I could not figure it out. And then I figured it out. I was like, oh yes. Good old Habersham days. But we we love talk about those. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It was a I good literally time. Have black, I've blacked out that portion of my life. It was, it was a short, short run for me, but you know, it was very monumental, but it's fine. <laughs> it did its job. It did. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? We know your name is Hannah. You did live in Habersham. Now you're in Colorado. I'm in Colorado. So I grew up in the South. I've lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. I think that's important because I've lived in kind of all different spots of the South, but fully the South. And then um, a year ago, I got married and moved to Denver, Colorado. So I technically live in Thornton. I don't want to lie, but I'm in the Denver metro area. So I got married and then moved here and it is the greatest place in the entire world. So is your husband from Colorado? No, he is not. My husband is actually from Habersham. So, well, he's from, he lived in Banks County, which if you're in that Habersham, North Georgia area, he lived in Banks County, but he was very involved at a church in Habersham, which is where I went. And we actually met when we were 15 and dated. And then I moved and we broke up after we dated long distance, quote. Um, And then we stayed friends throughout college and then didn't talk for two years. And then not even two years ago, he just randomly called me one day and was like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a year, but like, I miss you. And him and his girlfriend just broke up. And then he came and visited me in Augusta, Georgia one weekend. And then four months later, we were engaged. So (laughs) so fast. We were engaged. And then we got married six months later and moved out to Colorado to be a part of a church plant. 
So it was like real wild, but we did it. It was so fun. <laughs> My mouth is like on the ground right now. Like I know <laughs> nobody can see, but I'm shook. Yeah, it was definitely the Lord. I will say that for sure. We've always been really good friends um, when we were in college because we both worked at churches that were friends with each other, if that makes sense. And we were kind of in the same area. And so we would always talk on the phone about just different things. And we hadn't seen each other in five years until he came and saw me that one weekend. Um, just because we were two and a half hours away. There was really no reason to. We weren't dating. We were just strictly friends. And then he decided to come see me. And we were like, okay, yeah, we should probably do this. And it'll probably end up in marriage. And that's the only way we're going to date is if we get married. So let's just do that. And so we started dating. And then he moved to Augusta. Um, on a Saturday and then the next day proposed so <laughs> he moved he quit his job and then moved to Augusta and then started his freelance work and then we got married six months later and moved um, two weeks after <laughs> so got okay. married moved. wow that's a lot of transition in one how have you dealt with all of that change in yes. such a short time so for the last like two, three-ish years, maybe, um, I've had uh, gone through kind of a lot of stuff. And so I was actually really ready for change. Like my heart was very ready for it. I needed it. Um, and so after um, I like knew that something was going to come, I felt it in my spirit. Like I knew the Lord was trying to do something. And I'll give some backstories. So I worked at a church in Augusta, Georgia, and our youth pastors who I worked for, so I worked in student ministry, we love the middle school and high school students. Um, so I worked in student ministry and our student pastor, his name is um, Will Riddle. He decided that he just, he, well, he didn't decide. He felt the call to plant a church in Denver, Colorado. And I've been really close with their family for years. And so I was like, uh, I'm there. Like Denver sounds awesome. I'm sold. I want to go. I feel this call too. Like, let's do it. And that was before Thomas had come into my life. And then when Thomas came into my life, um, the church plant got kind of got put on hold, then it came back on the table. And I really wanted to make sure that Thomas wanted that to do that too, and felt that call. And so he, him and Will got along really well. And then he just kind of felt, he came out to Colorado a few times to spend time with Will. And he just was like, babe, this is it. Like, this is home. And I just feel that call to come be a part of this church plant, this brand new baby church. And so we just made that decision and we knew it was going to be scary because we only knew five people in Colorado and three of those were kids. <laughs> we, we knew Will and Suzanne and our friend Chase and then some children. And that was it. Um, but we just really felt like Colorado could be the place where we could thrive and live and really start our lives. And so we decided to move across the country like two weeks after we got married. And so it was really scary. So it was like, get married go on our honeymoon, go to our friend's wedding, who there was like the week later and, or be a part of that. And then we just picked up and moved. And it definitely was a lot of transition trying to figure out how to be married and how to live so far away from our family. Um, and as much as I love all of our families, I make that disclaimer. I think it was really good for our marriage because we got to figure out how to really rely on each other instead of rely on other people or family. And honestly, I really just this not a cop-out answer, but like the Lord just prepared my heart for this transition. It's kind of like as simple as that. I know that is, it sounds like it's easier said than done. It was definitely hard, but like I was very ready to move and get new experiences and have my world opened. And so the Lord just kind of prepared my heart and as hard as it was, and I miss family and friends. But once I like got out here and 
kind of got settled. I started going to therapy, love therapy, and it just love helped the therapy. transition. And like, and it's it's been pretty good. And I'm I try I want to talk about the hard things too, but but overall, the Lord just like really prepared my heart and just made me do it. So <laughs> that was so that's so good. And I think sometimes when you do choose this life, like a, a life where you believe in God and you believe all that and you, you step out on faith. I feel like it, it's so unexpected and you're honestly, yeah. every day can be a new journey. And so I, oh, yeah. I love that story. That is really amazing. I really, thank you. I really had to rely on the Lord and just have faith in him because we also, something that the Lord had impressed on Thomas's heart and then impressed on mine was that we should move out here without jobs so we could fully focus on the church. And that's obviously very scary because I don't know if you know anything about Colorado, but in Colorado, everything is very expensive. I paid um, $1,300 a month for a 700 square foot apartment. Oh my gosh. It's like a mortgage for a house in Georgia. So it's like very, 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 very different out here. Everything's more expensive. And so um, that was terrifying, but for like six months, we just fully put our energy in on this brand new church that had launched the week that week after we got married. And so we just felt that call to do it and just had faith that the Lord would show up. And it was terrifying every month when we went to pay our rent, but we just kind of did it and trusted that the Lord was going to handle it. And he really did. And it's like <laughs> simple. It's kind of like simple as that. Like the Lord just did it. He put money in our bank account. I have no idea how he like did that, but he just did. And we were able to not work for six months. Like, or I, well, we worked, but quote unquote, bring in like an income, like a nine to five job, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was really crazy. Wow. What is the church called? Um, Gateway City Church. So we are, um, we meet in a middle school right now. Well, Love that. I say right now, you know, we meet in a school in Mar- before the <laughs> pandemic, we were meeting in a middle school. Right now we're just online, which being very honest, being a baby church, having to move to not meeting in person is very, very, very hard. Yeah. Um, just because we're not established. We've only been our, it was our one year anniversary when we had to go online. So we didn't even get to celebrate. We had this whole big birthday party planned for our church and we didn't get to do it. We had to do it online, which was, I mean, I shouldn't say had to, we got the <laughs> opportunity to, because that was good. I'm thankful for technology so much. Yeah. Um, but we, that, so we've been online since then. And it's hard to really see if you're growing when it's online, you know, it's just, it's been really hard, but we're pushing through and doing it. So I can totally relate. We, we, I'm a part of a church plant and it's like, you get that momentum going and then Mm -hmm. something happens and, and it's, it's wild. But I do think it it amazes me that there's still so many people connecting, even this, like how we're able to do this. Like you're in Colorado and I'm here. How are we recording? Right. Like it's And we literally like, just like actually face to face met FaceTime like today people like the Lord just did that like he made this, this is wild thanks technology thanks technology and Elisha <laughs> literally shout out to Elijah Holbrook who knows every human in the world for connecting us yes okay so I like to keep it really authentic transparency that's what I love um because I think it's very rare rare to find nowadays Absolutely. And 
I think that for so long I tried to be, I was so ashamed of my story and like who I was and where I came Mm -hmm. from and what I had been through. I was so ashamed and that just like plagued my life. And so when I have these podcasts and I have people come on, I really like to open up like a safe space for people to tell their stories and, and tell who they are and how they became who they are because you're amazing. And I'm, I love that because you know, you (laughs) know, you know, but I I like to break it down by like kind of from the beginning and then to where you are now. How were you, were you always raised in church? Cause you're so active in it. Now you're, you moved across the country for it. Have you always been that way? Um, so I grew up in a very small Baptist church with like 80 old people. So that was like, my background was literally just maybe not even 80, might've been like 50 old people. And then my family, like we were just a very, very small little country Baptist church in North Carolina. And so I've always grown up going to church. Church has been always something that's prevalent in my household. Um, but we were the kind that just like would go on Sunday and go to youth group and that's just kind of it. And so it's kind of what I grew up knowing. Um, and then when we moved, so I was 13, the first time we, well, second time I moved when I was a baby, second time I moved, um, I moved from North Carolina to Georgia, to the North Georgia area. And we started going to church there and I got really involved at this church called the torch. I got really involved in their student ministry and the student pastor there had asked me if I would join their leadership team. And, um, I was like, yeah, I guess I, I enjoyed, you know, being here, being a part. And so I joined their leadership team. And then when we moved to, um, we lived there for two and a half years and then we moved to Augusta, Georgia and then started going to a a church there called Stevens Creek. And then I was going to Stevens Creek and I got really involved in the student ministry. And then when it was time to go to college, I was being the worst human to my mom. And I was like, this is exactly what I'm doing, regardless of what you say. I'm going to go to this college and this college and this college. And I don't care what you think. Like I was the worst human to her, like just being so honest. I was so mean. We have a long relationship, but I was so mean. And so she went to talk to the lead pastor of Stevens Creek about me and was like, Hey, how do I talk to my daughter? Cause she's not listening to anything I say. Relatable. Yeah. I was like, yikes. Um, and he was like, well, she's already doing, you know, so much here. Why don't we just give her an internship and we'll pay her if she goes to college here. And my mom was like, she'll probably want to do that. I need to ask. Cause I was driving 45 minutes once a week to be a part of the church. I would come on Wednesdays. I got out of school early and I would come and help our student pastor. Cause he didn't really have much help. And so I was like, Oh, I'll come help you. I've just yeah. we'll figure it out. And so I did pretty much anything the student ministry needed to do at the time. I just jumped in and did it. And, um, and so I started an internship there and that's when my like ministry stride started. But I will say during all that time, I was the church girl, but I was also the bad girl. So I'm going to fully admit that. Like I, uh, what, and the, and the reason why I was being that way, like the bad girl, I just kissed a lot of boys basically. And would have weekends where I would feel too perfect and go like drink really heavy for a weekend. And what I've learned, I've done a lot of reflection this last year living in Colorado. Um, the culture that you live in matters more than you think ever. I will say that. And I, for so long working in ministry, felt a lot of pressure to be perfect. Um, I felt like some people in the culture kind of put that on me, but I also put it on myself that if if I work at a church, if I mess up, then people are not going to think that Jesus is who he is, or they're going to think all church people are hypocrites and that's terrible. So I had so much pressure on myself to be like completely perfect in every single way. 
And so I'd have these like weekends where I'm like, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. And I would just like run to some person that I know I can go party with and do that. And then the Lord really checked me on that before we like within the probably two years ago, he was like, Hey, you don't have to be this perfect person that you like think that you are. Like, I don't know who told you that or who put that pressure on you, but like, that is not what I have called you to do. I've called you to be honest and real and authentic. And that's just who you need to be. And so it really like checked my heart and my spirit. And that's like right before Thomas came into my life. And so I kind of had like a, a 180 and um, kind of got my act together and realized that I don't have to be perfect all the time. And so I think he was really preparing me um, in those moments of some hard truths um, of not having to be perfect and just be who I am. And I was really scared to be who I was for a long time. I was really scared to speak up about anything because I'm an Enneagram too. I don't know. What do you, do you have an any? what's your Enneagram number? I'm a three and wing three. Okay. I'm a two wing three. So <laughs> we, we get each other, <laughs> we get each other, but I am like a people pleaser, no other. And so I was always scared to like speak up and scared to be any kind of different at all. But I knew I was different than a lot of people. And I, but I was just scared to, to speak up about it. And so I was like, well, that won't make me perfect if I think differently than them. And so I would just keep my mouth shut and then go be bad and come back. <laughs> and it just, it was, it was really tough. It really was. And then I've moved out here and realized like, it's okay if you think differently than other people and I'm complicating the gospel. Like I just need to love God and love my neighbor and that's it. And I'm making it too complicated and people would rather know the real me than know the fake me who works at a church and has to be perfect. No, like people respond way better to authenticity than to a fake person. And so that's kind of where my like journey went. So I've been, I've ministry has always been like my calling I've kind of felt two callings in life and it was ministry and to be a mom. I do not have babies yet. Let me make that clear. I don't have any babies. Um, I do want to have babies one day. I definitely feel that call, but (laughs) I've always wanted to do ministry. And so when the opportunity came to be a part of this church plant, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go. I need new experiences, new place, new people. And I really believe in Will and Suzanne and their vision and their mission for the church. And so we're just going to do it. And so I've, did that and now we're just out here living it up and making it work and doing ministry and so it's been a journey for sure but wow I love that and I relate so much because I think because we did like live in the same area I realized Mm -hmm. that too that yes I always felt so much shame for like who I was and like I knew like I had so much more to me than what other people Mm-hmm. Kind of saw, and then it still, even now, as an adult, you, I still see those patterns of a small town and where everyone yep. talks about you and thinks they know you. And yes, then you do feel like a hypocrite. therapy has helped me with that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I've been in therapy for a long time, but there's Same. nothing wrong with that. There isn't. No, 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 not at all. So, yeah. was the move to I just really love your story and you have a really you. A lot of good insights. Um, was that really what like triggered you to wanting to start therapy? Because I think we, I think there's such bad stigmas on it and yes, through such a hard time with like my family. I finally like realized like I was at the lowest of low and I was like, okay, like yeah. I have to go talk to somebody. Yeah. No, what really triggered it too was there was obviously a lot of transition in my life. 
And the last year that I spent in Augusta was a really hard year. Um, some pretty traumatic stuff happened in my life. That is not my story to tell. I'll be very honest about that. But I was affected in a major way. Someone in, trusted in my life had a moral failure and it was just very close to me and it was really hard. Um, that's, that's my friend's story to tell, not mine. So, but I, um, relatable. yeah, yeah. So it <laughs> affected me in a pretty major way. And so I kind of moved out here thinking that I was going to get away from all the stuff in Augusta. And that's not true, guys. You cannot run away from your problems. Uh, now, let me take it back. Moving was not running away at all. That was the Lord, yeah. like a thousand percent. Yeah. But surface level, I was like, okay, I'm getting away from all the hard stuff that happened. So when I get out here, I'll just be fresh and ready to go. And that turned into like uncontrollably sobbing every day. And I just had a lot of, your body tells you a lot of things. So I was very jumpy all the time. I couldn't be by myself. And yeah. just um, my, the trauma that happened, a lot of trust was broken. I'll just put it that way. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of trust that was broken. And so I didn't trust anything and anybody and any surrounding and anything ever. And so that also triggered my therapy because I was like, I can't go on anymore doing this. <laughs> so, and now I'm like, oh God, how did I ever live my life without therapy? Like I talked to my girl yesterday, just about some random thing I need to process. And it was great. And it wasn't, it doesn't have to be some big traumatic thing in your life to make you go to therapy at all. That kind of triggered mine, but it doesn't have to be that. Like if you just want to talk through and learn how to process and honestly learn how to be a more compassionate human, therapy <laughs> yeah for therapy, sure. therapy therapy it's nice to just go like for an hour a day mm -hmm. uh, like once a week or once every month once every other week yeah. like whatever you have to do to just talk mm -hmm. to a stranger and there's nothing wrong with that and that's yeah. honestly like what triggered me to become a psych major because I had Man, I was a psych major oh my gosh we're no like way. best friends we, yes, we did. We definitely, <laughs> I have a psychology degree. Yup. We are, we are the same. Wow. No, this was great. <laughs> like, I had taken time off of school because of everything that happened and I started therapy and that's when I was really mm. like, oh my gosh, I want to learn more about this. And then when you yep. learn how like your environment, your childhood, like everything really does play yes. a huge part. It everything. really, does, and you have to like unlearn so many thought patterns and like, yep it's, it's okay. And I think that right. like, the more conversations people have, and I love how it's a topic now in culture. Um, yes. but even in church culture, it's still taboo. It's like pray more. And it's right. Like, no, I had to definitely talk about unlearning something I had to unlearn to really like get to who I am is that just being nice to somebody does not mean that you can be, you don't have to be honest with them. Like, I feel like there's a culture of being kind and being nice because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So that means it's okay if you're not fully honest about something. And that's just like not true. So something I've been really learning recently is how to be honest and still be kind, but definitely not jeopardize honesty with people and honesty in your life. I had to unlearn that a lot. That was tough. I mean, I, I think it's a journey, but I, I really like how you are using your life experiences now to help are you on staff at this church like what are you doing now for yeah so I um since we're we are a baby church we launched on March 17th last year so we're only a year and a few months old um and my husband and I serve on like the leadership team quote um we are staff there's seven of us on staff but I oversee the dream team so we don't call our volunteers volunteers we call them dream team members um because we're just we're all living the dream so we're dream team yeah. members <laughs> and so I lead the 
the dream team members as a whole. And then I also um, lead any events that we have. And so if we have like a baptism or if we have a party or if we have a, I don't know, anything kind of random, I like make sure all the events go smooth and process and everything works on time. I'm, I love events. When I worked at um, Stevens Creek, we had our student ministry wasn't a weekly student ministry. We actually had a once a month service and then we did small groups because small groups are key and so you can learn more in small groups than you can in a big session but we still know the importance of bringing everybody together and so I led that once a month event so I was basically an event planner for the church and that's kind of what I do now also the church plant it's all hands on deck for everything so we just do <laughs> just all the things you know it's 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 fun but right now I just I do the chat on Sundays with people and on the live stream you know deliver groceries uh, to people who can't get groceries right now, really learning how to be the church. And it's really fun. So that's where I serve um, as far as the church. I love that. Really that fun. And I lead a small group. I, said, I lead a small group. My small group is like my favorite thing in the world. It's my favorite thing to do. I have a group of like 10 or 11 girls that we meet every week and it's the highlight of my life. So my girls are my people. I love that. You see, you're great. You're great. I can tell just by this <laughs> Zoom. So today you launched something exciting. <laughs> I did. Um, I didn't I even really... know before we did this. I didn't even know. And you FaceTime me like right when you were like telling the world. And I'm like, um, well, this is perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, I am really, really, really excited. I launched a podcast today. Um, and what's really, really cool about this podcast is it def it is from the Lord in every single way. Um, I kind of talked about this a little bit with my story, but for the longest time, I was terrified to use my voice because I didn't want to hurt people's feelings or I didn't want, I just thought I had to be nice to people and I couldn't say how I really felt. And most conversations with someone that has a different thought than you turn into a screaming match. And I also just didn't feel smart enough to be in the conversation, being very honest. Like I just didn't feel like I had enough reason to feel how I felt, or I just wasn't smart enough to be in that, that conversation. Um, conversation makes me, bleh, we, I can't do it. Uh, and so I was just so scared to speak up for so long. And within this last year, the Lord's really been challenging me to use my voice. And with some of the trauma that I went through, I wish so bad I would have spoke up some more, but I was too terrified. And so the Lord has really been challenging me, like use your voice, help people not feel less alone. Talk about things that people don't want to talk about. Like just be that person for people that people need. And he's like, I've given you those gifts and I need you to start using them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so I launched this podcast. It's called Say What? Um, and we're going to talk about things that people might not want to talk about. Honestly, I'm going to talk about sex a lot. <laughs> so just <laughs> Thank prepare. You. Oh my gosh, that is one of my favorite things to talk about because nobody yeah. in church talks about it. Nobody. No, nobody in church at all. And there were so many things about sex that if I would have known before I started having sex, I would be in a way better space. I, and so I don't know. I've never said this on the podcast. And so like, whatever. Um, sorry, mom. But, like, they made me sign a contract. Like, I remember mm -hmm. going to churches where they made you sign a contract. And if you make yep. a kid that is 15 or 16 or 17 sign a contract. It's so messed like, up. Why are you making me sign a contract? Like, I want to know what this is. It's so, so messed up. It makes the purity culture. More. Yeah, the purity culture is shame culture. And that is just never okay. Like, never. never.
ever, 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 ever. We should never shame people into being afraid to do anything. I mean this. I think the reason I, because I'll be honest, didn't have sex until I was married. And the sole reason is because I was terrified to be shamed by my community. I'm not joking. I was terrified to be pregnant and terrified that I was going to be shamed out of the church. That, that means I was going to hell, but I had no grace, nothing. Cause that's what I was taught. And that's just not okay. So we're going to talk about sex a lot <laughs> and talk about, be honest about sex. So I just want to prepare people that when we talk about that, you may not want to listen to my podcast, but that's okay. Not every episode is going to be about that, but we are going to talk about sex a lot. I love it. I love it that we both have different experiences, but we love to yeah. talk about it. Yes, yes. I think if I wasn't shamed, I might have different experiences, but I definitely felt a lot of shame around it. So, but I'm really excited. The Lord is wants me to create a safe space for people just to process through things. And I, my mind has changed so much on things that I believe since being in Colorado and feel like I have a safe space to actually think about things outside of the box that I was in. And so I've really been challenged on things that I believe and why I believe them. And I would love to be able to process through that with other people. And so, cause I feel like we don't talk about the process enough. I feel like we can, we talk about A to B and forget that there's a middle in that. Like somebody came to a conclusion about something because of maybe some of that happened to them or they just did a lot of research or the Lord revealed it to them. And I want to know that process. I want to know like when you're literally in the middle of it, not that you've overcome it yet, but you're just in the middle of it. And so um, I want to be a safe space to process through things. And so that's why I launched my podcast. It's called Say What? And I'm just so excited about it. It's it's so cool. I'm excited to be in this community with you, Tana, and us to like talk about all the podcast things together because hey. I feel like, I think you mentioned it earlier um, before when we were FaceTiming about the community and how important that is and just building each other up. And I'm all for that. Like we all have a seat at the table, every single person, every single person's podcast has a seat at the table. It is not a competition. So I'm so excited to do this. I love that because I think especially with girls, it's always like there's even something psychological about it where you don't want to see another girl win. It's like a jealousy thing. And I guess it's a human thing, but I think girls especially should learn how to really empower each other. And I remember growing up with like, just like Mm -hmm. hateful girls and I don't ever want that. And so I'm here to cheer you on. This is not going to be your last time on the podcast. I love having people. (laughs) I can't wait to have you on my podcast. (laughs) I got to figure out some technical stuff having guests on, but I am, I do want to have guests on. I just got to figure that out. I hope, (laughs) but like, I don't know. It is my first time using zoom. (laughs) I, I, I know you have so much more to say and I can't wait for you to just come into your own voice and and just really oh, thank you so much to grow I think it's going to be great and I can't wait to listen and I know these people on this podcast that listen to you they are loyal and they will check you mm. out and we will talk yes I appreciate so, it and I love feedback like I want to know what people want to talk about what they don't want to talk about what they didn't like what they liked because if I just hear good things that I can't grow so I'm like tell me something I need to do better exactly <laughs> tell like- me not to speak over my or fumble over my words because I I do that a lot and I make up words when I'm talking it's really hard it's a thing that's (laughs) a good thing you should go with that like make up your own words but one of my biggest (laughs) I had a professor who if you said like or um she would like call you out and make you make you start over and so now when I that's what I need I know because when I listen to my podcast I and I'll say like a bunch I want to cringe and be like I'm so sorry 
to my yeah. professor because she brainwashed me. Right. <laughs> she did. I just, my problem is my brain goes faster than my mouth. And so I'll start talking and the bit, 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 That's what happens. <laughs> I just, I start running over each other and you can ask my friends about life. They're like, yeah, she makes up words all the time or uses the wrong word. And I'm like, how, how, how is someone who can't speak doing a podcast? Here we are. We're doing it. I have a lot of the same it. way that I think, you know, David had the stutter and God used him. Yep. <laughs> exactly. We're just doing it. We're making it work. It, it was David. It was somebody. I think it was David. I think it was David. Yeah, I think so. You I know, know. Bible, you Bible people, if you're correcting us, let us know because we could be wrong. Don't but I do think it's <laughs> Right. Okay, I think so. But- I don't want to take up too much of your day. This is a big day, launch day for you. So I do, I've been trying to incorporate this into my questions at the end because this podcast is all about being authentic and transparent and, um, you know, just sharing your story. And I can't wait for everyone to hear the rest of it and to listen to you. But what is a way you think people can be more authentic in their everyday life? Um, I think when we first think of being authentic, it seems really big and it seems really hard because it's like overwhelming to fully, fully, fully be yourself. And so one way I think we can start being fully authentic in our everyday lives is just to start being honest about the bad days. Because I feel like if we just start with one thing, it definitely gets easier. And so I know it's really hard sometimes to talk about bad days because there's a lot of um, stigma that comes around talking about it, like pity party or looking for attention or whatever. But if we can just start being authentic about one thing, everything gets so much easier. So when someone asks you, oh, hey, how's your day? that's when you respond and say, you know, it's not that great. (laughs) And just, just take one step and don't feel the pressure to be like, you know, word vomit, everything that's going on, but you can just answer and say, you know, I'm not having a great day, but I appreciate you asking. Like if we just start by answering honestly about one thing, the, your authentic self will get so much easier instead of trying to tackle it in like one big jump step like decide today I'm going to be fully authentic every single every single thing I'm not going to lie at all I'm just going to do it seems very overwhelming so just taking it one step at a time one honest answer a day and then you'll feel yourself start getting more comfortable in your skin to be able to really be real oh I love that I love that I love that statement where you're like in your own skin because there's some days yeah. and I think you have to practice that too because there's some days oh, for sure I feel like so feeling myself. And then there's some days I'm like, oh yep. my God, I crawl out of my skin. Right, right. Yep. Same way. And absolutely. I love your answer about that too, because I think if you just start like, oh, how are you? Good. Like that's so generic. Just be real. Yep. You know? And even if you answer good at first, you can be like, oh, actually, no, I just lied to you. That's not true. I've started doing that. Like for real. And I, if people ask and I just quickly say good, I'm like, and I'm, if I'm not act, some days actually I'm just good, but some days I'm not. And so I'll respond and be like, I'm good. Nope. That's not true. I'm actually not good. And just taking those steps and doing that and just admitting when you might have, might've said a little white lie or not been fully real. Uh, it gets so much easier the more you do it. So good. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I me too. I can't wait to like become real like friends and come. I know. Same. <laughs> yes. You've got to come to Colorado. It means the absolute world to me that you would even like consider having me on your podcast. So this just means so much. And I just such an honor to get to talk to your people and talk to you and 
be real and share real stories. It, it really does mean a lot. No, I love you. And any person that like Elijah is like, they're legit, like they're legit. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely trust his opinion. Friends. I think he knew. <laughs> but he where, where can everybody find you at? Yeah. So personal like stuff, which I just posted about my dog. I don't really even know if it's worth following just me on Instagram, but uh, <laughs> my handle is Hannah Nicole Ward and Hannah is spelled H-A-N-N-A. My dad legit accidentally spelled my name wrong. No joke. It was an accident. When they asked him what my name was, he was like 3 a.m. and he just wrote down Hannah and spelled it wrong. So my name I like is it. It's a- different. It. Oh yeah, it's cute, but it's still just funny because he didn't mean to spell my name wrong. Um, but my podcast, you can follow say dot what podcast on Instagram, and that's where you can find the podcast. It's linked there. Spotify, Anchor, Google. Cross my fingers for Apple. It'll come soon. But um, it will come. It will so, come. We're gonna email Anchor. It will. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so Hannah Nicole Ward for pictures of my dog, and then for podcast, um, say dot what podcast on Instagram. We can't wait to listen. We love you. Thank you Thanks. for coming. Thank. Yes, I love you guys. I love you all so much already. I just I say that to everybody. I meet someone. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> I feel bad when I'm always like, love you to all my friends, and they're just like, I'm like, no, I really do. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I mean it. <laughs> especially my guy friends are like stop I'm like what What?" I know (laughs) being married you do learn to change that a little bit but still (laughs) it's fine it's fine yeah I don't think we have many guy friends when I get married but yeah Um, different that's a transition (laughs) how is being married by the way just like let me ask like is it good oh it is the highlight of my life it (laughs) is so I said that about my small group but it probably should be about marriage but being married is (laughs) So it's so much fun, but definitely is hard. I will say that. Um, I'm currently trying to learn how to talk about it being hard without wishing that over other people's marriage. You know what I mean? When I was engaged, people were like, the first year's so, so hard. I'm like, thank you for saying that. But like, I want to speak, you know, life over my first year of marriage. So I'm trying to find that like balance of how do you do that? But it's hard, but it's hard because you have to be vulnerable and you're never really prepared to be fully vulnerable until you're living in the same house with your husband 24-7. So it's, I, well, I shouldn't say you never learn. That was my case. I thought I was vulnerable, and then I got married, and I was like, oh, that's scary. So, <laughs> uh, but I love being married. I see the Lord and Thomas more than pretty much anything else. He just leads me and loves me so well, and it's so fun. It is so fun. That's so sweet. That's a good good note to end on. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I can't wait to have you back. We're already going to, we got to get on the books. (laughs) Yeah, we got to do it. I can't wait to have you on mine when I figure out how I can do that. So (laughs) it's okay. It's a learning process. You learn something new every day. For sure. Thank you so, so, so much. Okay. I'm for real going to hang up this time. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Well, thank you guys for listening to another week of the Tana Talks podcast. And again, I want to end this by saying thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your continued support. I love you so much. Check out Hannah. Listen to her podcast. They're really quick episodes. So you can knock out the two that she has so far in literally less than 15 minutes and it will change your life. She's such a powerhouse and I'm so grateful for the friendship that I found in her. 
So check her out. Be sure you're following the podcast page. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Remember, give yourself some grace. I love you. I mean it. Bye. Bye.